Have there been times when you found yourself so angry that you couldn't see straight? Have reactions that seemed justified in the moment later turned out to be inappropriate and damaging, leaving you feeling regretful? If you've had these experiences, today's episode can help you understand overreactions and choose healthy responses instead of flying off the handle. Hi, welcome to Your Great Journey. Each week we offer you brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in positive directions and master big change. For more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com. Today, we have an excerpt from the audiobook, Stop Overreacting, Effective Strategies for Calming Your Emotions, written by marriage and family therapist Judith Siegel. Stop Overreacting helps you identify your emotional triggers and discover a new way of processing impulsive thoughts and feelings. You'll learn how your emotions can undermine your ability to think rationally in times of crisis and stress. You'll also learn how to neutralize overwhelming emotions and choose healthy responses instead of losing control. Sometimes our emotions are so intense, it is difficult to think at all. Other times, our discomfort leads us to try to stop thinking about the situation entirely, even though it's almost impossible to escape from the feelings. In this episode, Judith Siegel discusses the factors that can lead to overreacting. She talks about two different patterns of overreacting, exploding and imploding, as well as why we react the way we do. Understanding overreactions is a helpful step in learning to respond rationally in moments of stress and crisis. Understanding Overreactions Our reactions are created in a split second but may lead to actions that can reverberate for years. Although most of us would like to believe that our responses are justified and based on the truth, quite often this is simply not the case. Too often a situation triggers old beliefs, expectations, and emotional memories that seep into the moment and color the way we interpret events. When this happens, our thoughts and feelings are no longer firmly rooted in the present. Even when we have no conscious awareness of these unfolding dynamics, our thoughts, feelings, and actions usually lead us to do something we later regret. Before listening to this audiobook, you might have thought that overreacting meant having an emotional meltdown. Perhaps you remembered a time that you just lost it and exploded in an eruption of rage. But it is also possible to overreact in the opposite way and withdraw. Perhaps there was a time when something minor led to days of misery when you felt depressed and pessimistic. Overreactions are best understood as intense responses that are fueled by past experiences and raw emotions that have not been thoroughly sorted out. In other words, our reaction takes place before we have registered and fully comprehended the specific factors that are producing our response. Sometimes our emotions are so intense it is difficult to think at all. Other times, our discomfort leads us to try to stop thinking about the situation entirely, even though it is almost impossible to escape from the feelings. 
I have worked with clients who describe their moments of overreacting as flicking a switch. Their thoughts and emotions seem to come out of nowhere and completely take over the moment. Other clients complain of ruminations or invasive thoughts and worries that they just can't shake. I completely understand what they're describing because I have had episodes of overreacting in my own life as well. If we are honest, all of us will acknowledge times when emotions took over and caused us to act in ways we later regretted. Knee-jerk reactions are part of the human experience, but some people are better able to identify their impulse to respond quickly and can use tools to help themselves regain a thoughtful perspective before any harm is done. Identifying the issues that we tend to react to most strongly is part of knowing how to subdue overreaction. Frequently, we have been exposed to something that makes us feel hurt or anxious. In this audiobook, I will refer to that event as the trigger of the overreaction. Each of us has specific areas of sensitivity that we have pushed into the back of our awareness. Perhaps there were times in our childhoods that we felt threatened, diminished, shamed, or rejected. If the surge of emotional memory is too much for us to handle, our defenses step in to manage it for us. This chapter will examine the different kinds of responses and dynamics that occur when we overreact. Not everyone reacts the same way. In the same way that we experience different degrees of hunger or sleepiness, we have a range of depth and intensity in our feeling world as well. When it comes to emotions, each one of us has a different comfort zone, both experiencing our own emotions and being stimulated by someone else's. Maybe you grew up in a family that was comfortable with open expressions of anger as well as affection. Family members might scream at each other for a few minutes and then end up laughing and hugging. Other families tend to disapprove of such emotional displays and are reserved in how they show what they feel. Each of us also has a different range of emotional equilibrium or the degree to which we can manage stressful experiences in a calm and thoughtful way. Our emotional equilibrium is composed of many factors, including our temperaments, past experiences, and general states of well-being. Just as a young child is likely to have a temper tantrum when he is tired and hungry, we adults are more easily irritated and prone to overreaction when we are under physical or emotional stress. Lack of sleep also changes our brain chemistry in ways that prime us to overreact. But even on the best day, each of us has a breaking point where the combined strength of the emotion that has been evoked and the emotional memories that have been stimulated is simply too much to bear. The Exploder and the Imploder Just as we each have our own personal breaking point, we all have different ways of showing it. While one person might not be able to contain her emotions and will just let it all out, someone else might react to feeling overwhelmed by becoming withdrawn and distant. These are equally powerful but fundamentally different responses. If you are the kind of person who tends to get agitated and loud, then you are an exploder. If you find yourself putting your feelings aside and trying to push upsetting things out of your mind, then you fall into the imploder category. These two basic approaches to managing states of being overwhelmed tend to develop over time. There are hundreds of research studies that look at the different ways children react to stressful situations. Perhaps you can remember how you handled stress when you were in grade school. If you were one of the kids who acted up in class or on the playground, then you probably showed signs of being an exploder. 
exploders have a difficult time holding their feelings in and easily become agitated and even aggressive when they are on overload. But children who internalize stress are having an equally difficult time. If you were the kind of child who imploded, your problems may not have been noticed by teachers and parents. People might have described you as being shy when you were actually too confused or overwhelmed to fully engage in what was going on. Kids who implode often escape notice until they show signs of being depressed or become physically ill with headaches or stomach cramps. Even then, adults don't always understand that children's symptoms may be related to holding their feelings in. Why we react the way we do. When it comes to understanding patterns of behavior, there is usually a mix of nature and nurture at work. The way that you learn to manage your emotional reactions is a combination of things you inherited, such as temperament and genetic predisposition, as well as things you were exposed to. How your parents reacted to stress and problems is definitely one clue, but how they responded to you is equally telling. The messages you picked up about showing emotions and the value placed on being expressive versus being contained are all contributing factors. Understanding your own unique style is an important part of learning to change it. Whether you cry, rage, withdraw, or become deeply pessimistic, there are probably better ways to cope with difficult moments. Thanks for listening to this excerpt from the audiobook Stop Overreacting Effective Strategies for Calming Your Emotions. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate and review it. And please share it with friends who might also enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer.